1: Welcome to the roto News Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVTPFL. It's Friday. It's August 28th. It's 2020, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Gene Aver. Grant, how's it going, my friend?
2: Oh, pretty darn fantastic. It's now Friday because we didn't have any lines or any salaries last night. But you know what? I'm doing pretty good. Slate looks fun. I've already done a lot of the research since it's basically the games that were supposed to be played yesterday.
1: Yeah, so you know, we waited to record to make sure that like the sites were going to put up slates, and they put up some slates about uh, 30 to 35 minutes ago. So we're recording Friday morning instead of uh, Thursday night, and um, like Grant said, I've already looked at the slate too. Um, I've looked at these pictures, I feel like, the last couple days, and um, we're going to get rolling here. We're going to get started and um, just go through it like we normally do, and um, if games get postponed or canceled or anything, then at least you have ideas on where to go on these games that play. So we got 12 games to get to. We're going to jump into that before we do. Hey, it's Stevie TPFL telling you there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize to claim your share of up to 100 million in instant giveaways. All you do is go to the Draft, DraftKings app. Download the app and sign up using promo code grind. After that, enter the DraftKings free football survivor pool. Yes, it's that easy. To claim your share of up to 100 million in instant prizes and giveaways and put yourself in the running and win one to win 1 million dollar cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, Everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. Go to the lobby. It's right there on the bottom. Click it and put your entry in for week one, and, um, yeah, you'll get your free share. I got $10. Um, While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting for this week's basketball, golf, NASCAR, and baseball action. Download the DraftKings app now. And use promo code grind to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code grind to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details. Braves and Phillies, Robbie Erlin, Zach Wheeler, nine and a half total. Uh, This is one of those games. we got to watch the weather on a little bit. Um, Zach wheeler minus 154 favorites um what do you like here when you're looking at Robbie Erlen
2: um Robbie Erlen going up against the Phillies like he's been decent so far this year he's selling some decent K stuff but I don't know if he's gonna end up making any of my builds. like it's just not really a spot that I need to he is super cheap um but it, it really doesn't matter to me like I don't know how late he's gonna go into the game he only had 67 pitches last time like this isn't the easiest matchup in the world going up against the Phillies. They're a below average strikeout team. So like if I really need the savings and I'm willing to just stomach a 10 point outing, then I'll take him. But uh, I think I'm going to try and pay up for some other guys. And there's one guy that's 200 bucks more expensive that I will be playing exclusively over every single time.
1: Yeah. Bryce Harper took him deep in his last start, like right at the beginning of the game. And then like, he kind of, you know, pitch well after that. But like you said, it's just the matchup. Like, when you look at the Phillies lineup against left-handed – or, yeah, against left-handed pitching, like, it's a tough team to beat. Uh, don't hate Erland. Don't love him. Um, on the other side, we got Zach Wheeler, you know, going up against the Braves. We, we've we seen such a mixed bag from Zach Wheeler throughout the years. But at 10-3 – with a strikeout rate under 16% this season, I don't think I can pay 10-3 for Zach Wheeler in this spot.
2: No, there's not many situations where he outscores. Scherzer at 700 more, so I'm just full on out on Wheeler. Like Too low of a K rate this year. He has shown upside in the past. He has had big outings, but this is probably not the spot. He's going up against fairly high strikeout team in Atlanta this year versus right-hand pitching, but it's just not a spot where you really need to pivot. Massive field tournaments with top-heavy payouts. I think that you can play him, but that's only spot and you're just hoping that Scherzer has a blow up and Gallon and Hendricks don't do anything.
1: Yeah, like he just pitched against his team, uh, put up 24 DK points in that game. So like, I don't know if 24 is enough for 10,000 today on the slate. Like we have some offenses we want to attack. We have some pitchers that could easily put up those type of games. So um, I'm, I'm, out, I'm, out, I'm out on Wheeler, but I'm not going to stack against him. I'm not going to sit up here and load my lineups against him. Like Acuna's back for the Braves. You know, Freeman is a guy that doesn't strike out. But, you know, the Braves, they do have a lot of strikeouts in this lineup overall. It's just Wheeler hasn't been, like, striking people out at a high clip. So, like, I'm, I'm kind of out on the Braves, but I'm kind of out on Wheeler. I just kind of hope this is like a 4-3 game.
2: Yeah, no, uh, it, it's just not a spot where you need to use any of these Braves flavors. I mean, Wheeler is not striking out guys at the same club he has in the past, but he's still getting 50% ground ball, still has a 3.7 XFIP, giving up 107 ISO to the lefties, 81 ISO to the righties. Like, he's not going to give up a lot of fantasy points, but he's not going to get a lot of fantasy points. So if you want to use anyone, I'd say Cunha or Freeman as one-offs, but their price tags just make it a little bit constricting there. So I'm full on out on the Braves outside of maybe Duvall if he cracks the lineup because he's super cheap.
1: Um, the Phillies, the Phillies are interesting a little bit here, right? Like going up against Erlen, we know that like he can get beat by like right-handed power bats. Um, Hoskins is 4,200. Gene Segura is 41. McCutcheon's 38. Even like, um, Gasolin is 3,500. They got some cheaper bats here. Like, you know, if you're stacking, it's hard not to play Romuto and Harper, but, um, I, I think the Phillies stack is definitely in play here.
2: Yeah, no, it's absolutely in play. I mean, it's real simple. The righties crush left-handed pitching. Erlin has been a guy that's been a little bit worse versus lefties in the past, if I remember correctly. But uh, I have no problem throwing Harper in there. He's 6K. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be heavily owned because Scherzer's on the slate and he's going to be the full-on shock. So paying up for bats is a decent way to differentiate, and there are some cheaper bat or pitchers that you can end up using. So, Yeah. Uh, I have no problem playing any of the righties. They're too cheap. And then throwing Real Muto and Harper into your stack is just a great way to differentiate because people aren't going to be able to pay up for them.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, We got the Tampa Bay Rays against Miami Marlins, Ryan Yarbrough and Sixto Sanchez. Um, Let's start here with Ryan Yarbrough. Like, Ryan Yarbrough is a guy that he was supposed to pitch against um, Baltimore um, on, was it, Thursday? So, like, now we're getting him going into Miami – I think, like, a day – like, an extra day actually, like, really improved, like, his matchup uh, tremendously. What are your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, Yarbrough going up against the Marlins. I mean, he had 100 pitches in his last outing. He doesn't have the best stuff in the world, the best strikeout stuff. He hasn't been striking out a huge clip. But this is going up against the Marlins. The price tag is right at seven. I think he got an $800 decrease from the slate yesterday. So he's absolutely a guy that's on my radar. He's going to be one of my highest-owned pitchers. There is one guy that's slightly more expensive that I'd rather go with than him, but he's probably going to be my second or third-highest-owned pitcher on today's slate.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot more than I did the other day. Um, I liked Sixto Sanchez a lot the other day. I think he's getting a matchup downgrade. Um, You He was going to pitch against the Mets, who – had like a week off and now he's going, um, up against Tampa Bay. And like this lineup's a lot better. Um, overall, like I'm probably not going to play six. Sanchez here.
2: I will probably play a bit of him. It's just, it's a simply a pricing thing. Like yep. the way it works out, there is another guy that we'll get to in a little bit that I think you can up abusing his case stuff. Wasn't great. Um, but like, he's still a guy with a, just dominant pitchman, just throws heat. There is some strikeouts in the Tampa Bay offense, um, but yeah, I, I I still think that he's a great play today. So I I, I just because of his price tag, I'm going to be using quite a bit of him.
1: Um, any interest here in the Rays bats?
2: I mean, he's still a young pitcher. He's still like he throws heat. So any of the guys with a bunch of power, I have no problem with using them. Uh, he's got a decent changeup, so he's going to probably be. Sp- Pretty split, normal splitzy, Um, but yeah, Meadows, Lau, two guys that I'm definitely going to end up playing a little bit of. Like, I know they're expensive, but they can take them out of the yard. If I'm going to stack this up, it's not the worst idea in the world. I still expect Sanchez to come in at probably 20% ownership. So a Tampa Bay stack as a leverage play is not the worst idea in the world.
1: Yeah, like, I, I don't hate, um, you know, potentially playing some of these bats, Meadows, Lau, um, Outside of that, like, Choi, his power is a little bit down this season. Um, Yoshi, we really haven't – like, he's going to – like, he's like a power guy, it seems like, or he's not going to do much outside of that. But, like, Yoshi is a guy with a 122 Babbitt on the season. So, uh, his ex-WOBA is way higher than his actual WOBA. So, like, we couldn't see some positive regression coming from him. So, um, don't mind maybe, like, a three-man stack from Tampa in this spot. Um, and then on the Miami side – There's just nobody that I love here. Like, you look at their numbers against left-handed pitching this season, they're one of the worst teams in baseball against lefties. And, you know, outside of Jonathan Villar at, like, 3,600, who is better from the other side of the plate, like, I just don't have a ton of interest here. Maybe, like, Jesus Aguilar at, you know, 3,400.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely have some interest in Aguilar. He's been hitting pretty well so far this season, getting a lot of hard contact. Not as much versus lefties, but we don't have a drastic sample size for that. But 60% hard contact rate versus righties, He's been doing pretty well this season. He's the guy that I would look at, at the uh, as a one-off just because, like, it's not a great ballpark, but he's 3.4K. Him and Dickerson are probably the two guys that would want to go with just because they're price tags. Maybe Brian Anderson. Uh, but it's just if you're trying to go for sure, they kind of make sense to throw in as a mini stack, especially if Yarbrough has gone into being kind of chalky.
1: Yeah, like, man, like John Birdie, if he bats leadoff, you can play him at shortstop or outfield now. Like, I, I wouldn't mind taking a couple of these cheaper bats um, at the top of the order as one-offs, like if I'm not playing in a Yarbrough team. Uh, Cubs and Reds, Kyle Hendricks, Tyler Molle, uh nine and a half total here. Hendricks, a 130 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Kyle Hendricks?
2: Hendricks isn't the worst idea in the world. I mean, I'm trying to find pivots off of the chalky uh, Scherzer. There is a little bit of weather concerns here, and Hendrix hasn't been great, but there's enough lefty, lefties in this lineup. Like People forget that because of his changeup, like, he's much better at striking out lefties than he is versus righties, but he gets a lot more ground balls versus righties. So as a tournament play, like, As a pivot off of Scherzer, he can go late into the game. He doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. I know the Reds are pretty patient, and there's a lot of walks up and down this lineup, but Hendricks makes a great tournament pivot off of Scherzer. He's 1,800 cheaper. He can go late into the games. He can get strikeouts if this lineup comes out with a whole bunch of lefties, which it looks like it's going to come out with probably seven lefties in this lineup. So I'm going to wait and see where the lineup comes in at, but Hendricks is a fantastic tournament play, depending on who comes into this lineup.
1: Yeah, um, I don't hate him at 9,200. I do think there's a guy that I like a little bit more in this range. Um, You know, we'll talk about him in a few minutes, but um, I don't hate Kyle Hendricks here. And then Tyler Molly on the other side, he hasn't thrown over four innings in, what, three of his four starts. So um, it seems like right when he gets that, like – second third time through the lineup they're very quick to pull the trigger on pulling him out of the game um i don't hate the matchup the cubs are striking out a ton like they have five guys with strikeout rates over 30 percent against random pitching this season but overall i just can't trust him to pitch deep enough to pay off his eighty two hundred dollar price tag
2: yeah yeah i mean you basically said there's almost nothing to add i just don't know how late he's going to end up going into the game and the matchup isn't great so just don't use him
1: um, He does give up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls. This is the American small park. Um, I don't mind like a Hap, a Rizzo, a Baez, a Schwarber, um, Hayward, like any of these guys really. Um, I, I think the Cubs are very, very much in play here.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, Hayward's in there 2.7K. He's probably going to be a guy that's in a decent amount of my lineups. Molly is much worse versus lefties than he is versus righties. Mm -hmm. Gives up a lot of hard contact, decent amount of fly balls to lefties, so Hayward's a guy that I'm going to be using as a salary saver on this slate, but everyone else is very much in play for their
1: home run upside. Um, Any interest in the Reds on the other side?
2: I don't hate some of the lefties. Like I said, he's more of a uh, fly ball pitcher to lefties than he is to righties, so Moose is not the worst idea in the world. His price tag is a little constrictive. Winker is not the worst idea in the world at 3.8K. Shogo is 2.2K. If he's in the lineup there, then he can absolutely take the ball at the ballpark for his price tag. But it's strictly just the lefty power bats.
1: Yeah, I like Winker. Um, still under 4K, coming off a big game yesterday. Um, don't hate him at all if he, um, if he cracks the lineup here. So definitely pay attention to lineups. Lineups are going to be important today uh nationals and red sox nine and a half total max scherzer martin perez scherzer a 167 favorite here i feel like this total or like this like how he's favorite is a little low in this game because the red sox overall have struggled this season max scherzer is a guy that can dominate any offense like it's hard not to love scherzer in this matchup
2: yeah entirely agree scherzer is the top play on the entire slate he should go up over 100 pitches he has in his last few starts got the k ability 33 k rate on the year like he is a little bit worse versus lefties than righties and there will probably be four lefties but that's not anything to be concerned about the red Sox just haven't been great so far this season they're striking out a collective 23 percent clip versus righties so sure is just the top overall arm on the slate
1: yeah i'm with you um you know, he's definitely the guy you're you're paying up for on the slate, in my opinion. Um the other side, Martin Perez, very low strikeout guy. Um you know, doesn't typically get like blown up, but like this is a team that doesn't strike out in general. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Martin Perez here. Full on
2: out, not high enough K rate, five point eight six eight X on the season, walks guys, tough lineup, just no.
1: Uh, these guys are expensive, like Juan Soto and Trey Turner are expensive. The rest of them, you know, are semi-cheap here uh, as far as the Washington bats go. Um, Howie Kendrick, 3.9K, I think he's very much in play. Um, what else do you like here for Washington?
2: I mean, Howie Kendrick, Eaton's only 3.1K. I know it's lefty-lefty, but he's kind of cheap if you want to round out of a stack. I'm not going to use him as a cheap play like I would have yesterday, Um, but he's definitely in play if you need to just round out your stack for cheap. A Struble, Like, this is a 5.3 total here. I like a lot of the Washington Bats. I specifically like Trey Turner and Soto. But, uh, yeah, if you want to stack them up, that's fine. They're probably, like, fifth on my list, though.
1: Yeah, that's kind of, like, I feel like some of these varieties that are cheap, I I could potentially use as, like, one-offs or something. Like, I want to see, like, if Jan Gomes is catching, he's super cheap. Um, Suzuki probably catches, though. Um. As far as, like, the Boston bats go against Scherzer, like, one-off power bats, like, uh, a Devers or Moreland's been crushing the ball this season. Like, he has a 538 ISO against uh, right-handed pitching this season. Like, JD, like, I don't mind, like, a, a one-off, like, power bat against Scherzer any that you, you know, are facing Scherzer. But, like, I feel like you're not making money if you're stacking the Red Sox in this one, though.
2: Yeah, I'm not even going to use one-off power bats. It's a big enough slate, and there's a lot of good spots here. So, taking Devers – JD or Bogarts or Moreland as a one-off like they're all so expensive that there's no real point in doing it like I'm not paying 5k for a bat versus Scherzer almost ever on a full slate if it was a three-game slate it's a different story but 12-game slate no chance
1: yeah they're super expensive I didn't realize that like they're not even getting like the the Scherzer bump here so uh Dodgers and Rangers nine total Dustin May Jordan Lyles May a 225 favorite here um thoughts on Dustin May
2: I'm probably not going to end up using him. He's 9.1K, and that's the problem. I'd much rather go with Hendricks. He hasn't been great this entire season. He's had one good outing, and he's going to be limited to 80 pitches. He's a full-on crossout for me.
1: See, I like Dustin May a lot. I think he's a great tournament play. Um, I'm with you on the pitches. Like, that's super concerning. But a lot of the times it's been because he's struggled through innings and he's racked up high pitch counts. Like, Texas is one of the worst teams in baseball this season – I think he has a lot of upside here. You know, he's facing, you know, five, six guys with strikeout rates over 25%. You worry about the pitch count. I worry about the pitch count too. He's ninety one hundred. Um But like, if you're, if you're wanting to get off like a Scherzer, um, Scherzer cheaper guy build, and you want to go like, um, so you go like Dustin may uh, Zach Gollin. I think that is like a, a, a build that like, I could see myself ending up on today. Um, if I'm not going Scherzer. So like, I'm going to leave him in the mix because I do think, like, there's some upside here for sure. Um, And then on the other side of this game, Grant, we got Jordan Lyles, who, you know, we used a little bit last year, but he's been awful this year facing one of the best uh, teams in baseball. Like, this is an easy fade for me as far as Lyles goes.
2: Yeah, he's going to get destroyed. I mean, I'll just move straight to the Dodgers' bats. I love him. It's my favorite stack on the (laughs) slate. Like, Lyles has been absolutely terrible. And you look at his numbers versus lefties, he's only got a 127 iso. There's no reason that should happen. Hit distance is way farther for against lefties. Hard contact only slightly lower. Fly balls only a bit lower, but he's just not striking them out at Any pace, he's walking a ton of guys, so the base is going to be loaded all the time. Everyone in this lineup, I absolutely love. Like It's a tough, expensive stack to get, but it's a perfect pivot off of Coors. It's going to come in at larger ownership, and I'm not as much of a fan as Coors today as a lot of people are, so I love the Dodgers today. They're my favorite stack on the slate. Betts, Seager, Turner, Bellinger, Pollock, Muncy, everyone in the lineup. Go ahead and use them. Lock and load. Lyles is terrible.
1: It is really hard to make it work. I will tell you that um like you're going to need, you know, your Jason Haywards of the world and stuff to make it work cuz uh the Double is stack the Dodgers hard.
2: with uh, Marlins.
1: Sure. Um I guess you could do that. <laughs> uh do you have any interest in the Texas bats? No. Now, Mays is still a good pitcher and
2: Dodgers have a good bullpen and they've been terrible and like their prices are good but I mean, it, May's just not going to get enough ownership to make it even a leverage spot. So no, I'm out on the Texas bats.
1: Royals and White Sox, Danny Duffy, Renato Lopez, 10 total, Lopez a 156 saver. Um, any interest here in Danny Duffy?
2: I don't want to, and I'm probably not going to, but there is some viability just because of his price tag and the matchup. He could like, I'm going to be stacking up the White Sox today, but Duffy, Going up against the White Sox, I know that he's much better versus lefties than righties, but he still strikes out righties at a pretty decent clip. He just gives a lot of hard contact. This is a full-on variant spot where it's either going to be home run or strikeout for a lot of these White Sox bats. Like They strike out at a huge clip. A lot of them do. So I will have some Duffy in play in big field tournaments, but I am stacking up the White Sox. Just one of those spots where strikeouts and home runs are going to be almost every single result, every single time someone's at the plate.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't love Duffy here. I get like the price um at 6700 for the upside but like I I like the White Sox a lot here. They're a top 3 stack for me on the slate. Uh Renardo Lopez on the other side. We know what Renardo Lopez is. Um we've Fresh. seen him for so long now like he 5 x Fip guy, 7 x but in his um, you know, 2020 season. He struggles mightily against lefties. The problem here, Grant, is like there's just not a lot of lefties to beat him in this lineup, and like that's the only thing when potentially looking at playing some bats against him.
2: Yeah, no, and he's been a lot better versus righties in the past than he has versus lefties. He's got an actual decent slider. Um, that's his out pitch, and so it's why he destroys righties while he gets absolutely destroyed by lefties sometimes. I I could see using him. I'd just rather go six though.
1: Um, as far as like the Kansas city bats go, Alex Gordon's super cheap. Ryan O'Hearn is super cheap. Um, I I think Ryan Hearn is a guy you're potentially even looking at in cash games at 2.4 K going up against Renardo Lopez, um, on the road too.
2: Yeah, no, it's a better ballpark. Lopez, like I said, versus lefties since the beginning of last season, 370 Woba, 208 ISO, Like I like targeting lefties against them, especially ones that strike out at a higher clip because he just doesn't strike out lefties at a high clip. So O'Hearn's definitely a guy that I'm going to be looking at. Gordon's definitely a guy I'm going to be looking at just because their price tags. If you really want to stack them up, go ahead. Lopez can get wild. Lopez can cause a whole lot of problems, but he's been terrible in 2020. So I don't mind the stack. Like if you want to throw Dozier and Soler in there, just because they're kind of cheaper Um, then they should be considering the amount of power they have. And Lopez still gives up 35% hard contact rate, 40% fly ball rate. And there's a lot of walks in this lineup that could be had. So with Lopez getting wild, then he can absolutely give up five, six, seven runs in a hurry. So I don't hate the KC stack. If you need a cheap stack to go along with something like the Dodgers, something like the White Sox, the Rockies, the Padres, it's not the worst idea in the world.
1: Yeah, you just, you know, when you're looking for a cheaper stack, I think Kansas City's like a team that's going to um pop off the board for you um against Renaro Lopez in this bullpen. Um on the other side, like I love the White Sox. Like Tim Anderson's expensive, Jose Abreu expensive, but outside of that, like, you know, everybody else is under 5k. Um this is definitely a stack that I'm going to be looking at on this slate.
2: Yeah, Edwin's one of my favorite plays on the entire board. Duffy, like I said, he's a bit worse versus righties, giving up one ninety one ISO since beginning of last season to righties. So I'm planning on playing the Righty power bats, which is every bat in this lineup. Literally every bat in this lineup outside of Ingle. So I'm fine with anyone one through eight. If you need to make the stack a bit cheaper, Mendick is not that Expensive at 2.3k. Incarnacion is not that expensive at 3.8k, but throwing in Robert, throwing in Jimenez, Abreu, Grandall, Moncada, Tim Anderson, all very good options.
1: Um, Moving on, we got the Pirates and the Brewers. Derek Holland against Corbin Burns. Um, Burns, a 206 favorite. I don't really expect him to go too deep here. Um, any interest in Holland? Uh, probably
2: not using Holland. I mean, I get that the Milwaukee bats have not been good so far this season. And I get that it is just a spot where he could do something and he's super cheap. But again, 6-0 is just the guy that I'm going with. There's a 5.33 implied total going up against Holland.
1: Yeah. Burns, you know, he put up 15.8 against Pittsburgh last time he faced them, which was what, five days ago. Um, he's 8,100, you know, I made a case, like an argument for, like, um, you know, Dustin May at 9,100. Like, you could make the same case that, like, Burns is pretty much the same guy um, facing a bad offense uh, for $1,000 cheaper, right?
2: Yeah, they've struggled versus righties so far this season. Burns, I'm always a little bit worried about how late he's going to go in the game. He's getting slightly more stretched out, did 87 pitches in the last inning, outing 83 in the one before. He did just face this team and put up 16 points. Um, but – like it, it, it's not the worst idea in the world. There's just a guy slightly cheaper than him that I really, really like. So if you want to pivot off the chalk, they'll probably be Heaney, which I'm just going to roll with. Then it's not a terrible idea. But outside of that, Heaney's needs a clear, better raw points play.
1: Um, Any interest in the Pirates bets?
2: Not really. Um just doesn't give up a whole lot of power to either side of the place and that bullpen's good. So if you want to use bell as a one-off, it's not the worst idea in the world at 3.7 K. Like it's just cheap. Like this is a pricing spot. It's not a good offense. It's not a good pitching matchup. They only have a 3.67 implied team total, but bell is 3.7 K. Planco's 3 K. Like any of the power bats here, if you need to throw in to save some money, but I think they're better off going with one of the guys that we've already mentioned.
1: Um, yeah, like, I don't ever hate playing Bell, but outside of him, like, it's just this team has really, really, really struggled. Like, even Bell has struggled this season. So, um, on the walkie side of things, like Derek Holland is so bad against righties and like, he gives up such a, like a high amount of hard contact to righties. Like you could potentially look at some of these Brewers bats, but the problem is like, they're not, like, cheap. Like, Jerko's 4K, Braun is 4,300, Garcia's 3,900. Like, maybe, like, a three-man stack of those guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't hate it, but I'm probably just off the Brewers' bats. there. I much prefer the Coors game, and I much prefer uh, White Sox and the Dodgers. So I'm not going to argue with using Yelich, Braun, Hira, but even Garcia, cheap. I'm probably just out.
1: Um... The Yankee game is the second Yankee game is on the slate, right? So we're moving on. We got the Indians and Cardinals. Um, Tristan McKenzie against Daniel, uh, points de Leon, Ponce de Leon. Um, uh, McKenzie minus 130 favorite here going up against the Cardinals. Listen, um, Grant, like this is a really talented young pitcher, um, who flashed his upside in a big way, um, against Detroit his first time out. Like, but let's. Let's scale it back a little bit. Detroit is a really, really bad team against right-handed pitching. Um, But, like, you look at the under-90 numbers from that first start, like, they look really, really solid. Um, What are your thoughts here on Tristan McKenzie?
2: He's one of the guys that I'm definitely going to end up using. He did have 80 pitches in his first outing, so I'm not really worried about him getting yanked too early. We look at his minor league numbers and – they were pretty darn good. It was – granted, it was from A, but the guy has decent enough strikeout stuff. He's going up against the St. Louis team. Like, a lot of these pitchers, when they're first few times around, it can either go one or two ways. Like, they don't – aren't able to get enough scouting report or anything like that, and they kind of have to figure out how to play him. Um, judging from the first matchup, he could be good, but that, again, was against Detroit. He's 23. Like, it could end up going terribly wrong, probably using him only in – Tournaments whereas Six O is probably more of a uh what's it called? A cash game guy because of his price tag. But six point six K, too cheap considering his potential upside here. It's a, not the best matchup in the world, but it's not a terrible matchup. I'm definitely going to be using him a decent amount. He's one of like five pitchers I'm using.
1: Yeah, like um he did get hit hard when they did make contact. So like that's always um concerning. Like he especially against a, a team like Cardinals who don't strike out a lot, but Overall, this has been an underwhelming offense so far this season. So, I think McKenzie's definitely in play for large field tournaments. Um, Ponce de Leon on the other side, like, Cleveland has struggled this season. But, like, he's yet to put up a game over 15 fantasy points. He doesn't typically pitch deep because he walks a ton of guys. I'm probably going to pass on him in this spot.
2: Yeah, there's a little bit of a rough spot here. I mean, I know they have fantastic K stuff going up against lefties, and he's probably facing five of them. Like if they do go a little bit more lefty heavy in this lineup, then I could see using him, but the walks are definitely a concern. So it, it, it's just a tough spot to use him because you don't know how late he's going to go into the game. Like, I don't know. Like I, I want to use him in tournaments and I still might have a share or two just because of the five lefties that are going to be in the lineup and his massive K stuff because of his changeup. But I it, it's just too tough on this slate where I might end up heing him off, but I might end up having a few shares. It's just not an easy spot.
1: yeah, my biggest concern with him is his walks and pitch count. like when you're walking a bunch of guys and your pitch count gets up there quick, you're only going to go like four innings. so um Cleveland bats anything standing out to you for Cleveland? It'd be
2: a full stack or nothing like like I said, if Ponce Leon gets too wild then he can end up walking a ton of guys. Like, I like the righties in the lineup. I could see Fran Reyes as a one-off. It's not the worst idea in the world. But the bats I really want are the switch hitters, Hernandez, Ramirez, Lindor, Santana. Like, and they're all going to be going lefty against him, even though he's better versus lefties. That's just what they end up doing. So I, I'm probably just going to, like, I might have one stack, but more than likely I'm just going to avoid these bats outside of Reyes.
1: I don't hate Cleveland here. Um, I think they're in play. I like franville as a one-off as well, but um, overall, I don't mind this stack. My biggest concern is just like Carlos Santana is walking so much right now. Um, like yeah, you get points for walks, but you know, when you're playing a guy at first base, um you you kind of want the upside. Um, and then on the St. Louis side of things. I think this is a spot you stack them or fade them. Like uh, like we just kind of talked about Cleveland. Like it's a young pitcher with McKenzie pitching here. So like if he's not on and he gets rocked, like I I just don't see playing one-offs from St. Louis. It would be a full stack or fade for me.
2: Yeah, they finally uh, increased Wong's price, which helps. Um, They are cheap enough, but I'm, I'm probably just fading.
1: All right, um, moving on here. We got the Padres and Rockies and Coors, 12 total, Zach Davies, Kyle Freeland. Um, Any interest in either one of these pitchers? Nope. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, Zach Davies, or let's start with the Padres. Um, What are you looking at here as far as the Padres going up against Freeland?
2: I mean, Freeland has been a lot better than his ex-FIP this year, if I remember correctly. Like, I feel like most of the Rockies' pitches have actually been that way. I don't know if it's a trend or not, um, but, like, Freeland's a decent pitcher. Like, he's a decent real life pitcher. It is being played in Coors, though. I think it is a hot day. I don't know. I haven't left the house at all today. So, it it looks like it's actually potential rain. Um, Like, it always is here in Denver. But I I, I just – I don't – I I don't think this is as great of a matchup as a lot of people probably do. I mean, I love the Padres. It's a lefty with Tatis, Machado. I'm not going to argue with playing either of them. They're just so darn expensive. Like, a few of the bats in the lower part of the lineup, Myers, Frank, or Franz Cronenworth, like, those guys are cheap. Grisham has been crushing the ball recently, but it's a lefty-lefty matchup. Like I have to wait and see what ownership looks like for both these teams to kind of figure things out because that's kind of going to determine it. They're too cheap in this spot, and I think that they're going to draw heavy, heavy ownership because of that. So I, I might. This might be a day where I'm not really playing a ton of course bats, but just point per dollar, Myers and Cronenworth and Fronts all stand out as fantastic plays, and Tatis and Machado are still probably two of the top bats overall raw points on the entire slate. Just they're going to draw tons of
1: ownership. I think Will Myers is, um, like, he's the guy you have to have in cash games today. Like, he is a guy that matches lefties. He's 4,100. He's way underpriced. So, just wanted to bring him up, too. Love Tatis, love Machado, um, like Myers. Um, Like the Padres a lot. We got a guy in Freeland who gives up a lot of hard contact. I know he doesn't strike up people out, um, you know, but, like, his ground ball rate is high enough where you have to worry, be a little concerned about that, but um, not enough where I'm not going to be playing the Padres here. Um, on the Rocky side of things, you know, we got Davies, who is not like a, a typically big strikeout guy against lefties. He has shown some strikeout ability against righties this season, um, you know, using that change-up sinker combo. Sinkers just don't work in cores, man. Um, I worry about Zach Davies in this spot. Yeah, especially
2: slow-thrown sinkers. Um, so. Yeah, help. It's gonna, yeah it's gonna be interesting here i don't know if like i mean arenado story fantastic place tapia uh murphy blackman mcmahon all a little bit too underpriced not blackman blackman is expensive but those other guys are too underpriced so again they're just gonna draw a ton of ownership today maybe the weather will scare some people off i don't know um but like it, it it's cores. It is what it is. Davies has been a lot better though this season. So if they're going to draw the owner normal cores ownership, then I'm just going to go elsewhere.
1: Yeah, um obviously we have to pay attention to the ownership. We got a 12 game slate, so it'd be really interesting to see with these prices and some of these top end pitchers what the ownership will be. But listen, I think you can play any of the Rockies bats against Davies here. Um, they hit him pretty well last time. They faced him in cores uh, earlier this season. So definitely a game you can load up on both sides. Have no problem with that. Uh, Oakland at Houston, nine total. Chris Bassett, Lance McCullers. Uh, McCullers a slight 125 favorite here. Um, Any interest in Chris Bassett?
2: Not really. It's going up against Houston.
1: He's shown
2: some decent stuff so far this season, but nothing great. It's Houston.
1: No. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on Bassett. Um, there's a lot of pitchers I like more than him today. Um, and then on the other side, you know, Lance McCullers has been um, good luck trying to figure him out. Um, you know, he's been really good or really bad. And um, I, I can't figure him out, Grant. I've looked into him way too much. I've played him. I've faded him. I've stacked against him. And I haven't got him right yet this season. I, I, I don't know if I've gotten him wrong yet this season. Oh, what are you doing with him then? I need to know what's going on with him in this I'm spot. I'm playing.
2: He's probably, this is probably a spot where he's going to end up putting 25, 26 points up. Like, you talked about using Dustin May, but I would rather go with McCullers. I mean, it's definitely more of a tournament option, but there's a lot of strikeouts in this Oakland offense here. Like, his curveball when it's on, he can absolutely destroy anyone. It's just filthy. Um, and you look at this team here and don't have a ton of whiffs, like haven't done terribly well versus the curve, so I, I think there's a spot where he ends up pulling together. Yes, he can end up walking a ton of guys. Yes, he can get a little bit wild and not actually be able to locate his curveball, but this is just a spot like because of the way the slate's working out. Everyone's going to be on Scherzer. Like, pivoting off to Hendricks and McCullers is not the worst idea in the world because both of them can put up outings similar or better than Scherzer in this spot. Scherzer, again, top overall play. Like He's most likely to be the high-scoring pitcher on the slate, but this is cfs like anything can happen mccullers people aren't going to trust him. not going to play him a lot and this is a good spot for strikeouts so i really like him here
1: um as far as the oakland bats go um if you're on mccullers i guess you're off oakland bats
2: i mean i don't mind using chapman um price tags a little bit constricted. piscotty's at 2.7k olsen I, you know i don't mind ever using him uh expensive though so i'm probably not using a them. That, that it's too tough to pay out for him on this slate for the guys i want outside of scotty
1: yeah like I, I think oakland sack is is definitely something you could potentially look at in large field tournaments just because like if mccullers has been when he's been off he's been off this season so um if he's not hitting the zone or he's and he's off again like this is a team that you know can score five six seven runs off of mccullers um as far as like the houston bats go like I don't mind Houston, but I don't love them here. Um, I, I do respect that Bassett's been pitching decently this season. And, um, you know, lefties only for me, I, I guess, like Brantley Tucker, I guess. But, like, I don't have a ton of interest in this team overall. Yeah, it's just Brantley
2: at 3.4K. He's too cheap. I know he hasn't done a whole lot this season. But it's. I'm not going off this small of a sample size. He's still striking out a 13% clip versus righties and walking at 11% clip. So he offers some decent cash game relief and a moderate amount of upside for tournaments.
1: Uh, Giants and Diamondbacks, nine total. Tyler Anderson, Zach Gollin. Gollin, a 196 favorite here. Um, Any interest in Tyler Anderson?
2: I don't think so. I mean, Arizona has been great versus lefties, but it's a small sample size. We look back to the beginning of last season, it's definitely different numbers. There's a lot of guys that can hit him very well. Anderson has not been great for a while now. So I, I have no interest in Anderson.
1: He just doesn't strike anybody out. So like, even if you don't love Arizona, you can't really love Anderson here. Cause he doesn't strike anybody out. Um, Zach Gollin on the other side, any thoughts on him?
2: I mean, he's a great pitcher. He's a decent pivot off of Scherzer. Like this matchup, it's not the highest strikeout matchup in the world, but it's not terrible. Gallon has good enough stuff where if he has the command, he can just mow through everyone so, Gollum's definitely a tournament play. I'm probably going to go more with Hendricks McCullers, who I am assuming will be at much lower ownership. But Gollum's definitely in play for tournaments if you can't get up to Scherzer or if you just want to fade the ownership.
1: Yeah, like he's probably my second favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, I like it a lot. I, I feel like, you know, there's always um, there's always risks to take in Zach Gollum. But I, I feel like – The roof being open is a little eh to me, um, you know, as well. But overall, like, I think he's worth taking a shot on in large field tournaments. He's a guy that can go over 25. And we don't have a ton of guys that can go over 25 on this slate to keep up with Scherzer if you're not playing Scherzer. So I do think he's an interesting pivot. Um, As far as bats on the other side, do you have any interest in the Giants?
2: No, not really. I mean, you said the dome is
1: open. Yeah, the roof's open in Arizona.
2: I mean, that definitely helps, but Gallen's too good. I'm 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 going to avoid these bats. I mean, if you want to use belt as a one-off, like, it's not a terrible idea just because Gallen's a little bit worse versus lefties than he's versus righties and the price tag's right, but I'm not playing 5.4K for Yaz, like Dickerson, Solano. Like, not guys that I want to use. It's mostly belt for me, but there's a lot of first-base options that are
1: cheap. He has been crushing. Um, but I'm with you. It's tough to pay 5.4k for him on this slate. He will be super low owned and he has been, you know, absolutely crushing the ball this season. So um on the Arizona side of things, uh, Grant, like you said, if you look at just the twenty twenty numbers, uh, nothing great. But if you go back and look at the since the beginning of last year, like there's a lot of potential in this lineup going up against a guy like Anderson.
2: I love Walker
1: today. I absolutely
2: love Walker today. I mean, the dude's got a lot of pop in his bat. Anderson is not that great. He gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard, hard contact to righties. So I am absolutely in on Walker at his price tag of 3.9 K Marte, Marte, both of them are decent plays here. Escobar is definitely a guy that I'm going to be looking at. He's too cheap at 3.8 K. I like this stack quite a bit. Like this is, I'm definitely going to have a decent amount of D back stacks um, but like a lot of these guys are just far too cheap. If you need to throw him a Castro up there at 3k, if he's leading off, I mean, there's always a chance he gets yanked, but like the righties in this lineup are fantastic plays. And if you really need to round out your lineup, like Anderson has not been great versus left. He's not huge sample size, but he has not been great versus them since beginning of last season. And he's just not good to really anyone. At anywhere with the dome open it definitely helps out quite a bit so i really like the diamond back stack today and specifically i really really like walker
1: yeah a lot of these guys are super cheap like you know even escobar at 3800 like they're just overall like if LaCastro bats lead off he's 3k like um a lot of cheap potential bats here like andy young's 2700 like so you, this is a stack that Um, you could potentially look at, you know, if you're playing like a Scherzer type combo. So um, I I do like Arizona, the roof's open. That obviously helps too. So yeah. Um, Underdog Fantasy recently launched with a $1 million best ball tournament. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, use promo code grinders after depositing. There are no bonuses available on Underdog, but you'll be entered into a random drawing for Grinders core four five-day passes and Roto Grinders Underdog t shirts. Uh, the promo code screen comes up after you deposit. Use Grinders. Listen, I love best ball and I have been drafting like crazy on Underdog. I love their platform, love what they're doing over there, and I have no complaints at this time. Like, I, I love it, and um, I'm excited that. We just have some platforms to draft best ball on again. So make sure you guys are checking them out. Underdog Fantasy. They have an iOS and an Android app. Use promo code grinders after you deposit. So you get entered in to win that drawing. The final game that we have on this one is the Mariners and the Angels. It's a nine total. Nick Marchavius against Andrew Heaney. Heaney, a 204 favorite. Um, any interest here in Marg... Marg... Margavicious? Mar-, Mar Vicious? Yeah. yeah. I could never get his
2: name right, even when it was over in San Diego. Um,
1: I but, mess up names like it's going out of style. That's what I do. That's my M.O.
2: Yeah, that's your thing. That's your that's your thing. Yeah, no, not using him. Not very good. Angels don't strike out a ton. Good lineup. Lefty versus Trout and Rendon is not going to be easy. No interest in him.
1: Even like Pujols too. Um, like Fletcher's not a big power guy, but he doesn't strike anybody, like does ever strike out. So, yeah, I'm going to pass on him. Heaney. I don't know what to do with him here. You like, him. like right, like, the matchup is decent. Seattle's been kind of decent against left-handed pitching this season. So, like, I'm going to tell you, Grant, this is, like, I feel like we're going to have to see what this lineup looks like um, overall. Because, like, if Evan White's out of the lineup and some of these other guys are out of the lineup, um, then maybe I, I feel like the lineup's a little bit better for him.
2: I mean, he is my top overall play on the slate. Uh, he's 7.8K. That's too cheap of a price tag, especially going up against Seattle. Yes, he can get a little bit wild, and he can kind of, like, they can work the count against him. So I don't know how late he's going to go into the game at any time. He gets up to 100 pitches, but he's fully stretched out. I really like Haney here. I think that he ends up getting seven, eight Ks in this matchup here, goes six innings. Like, I, he's destroyed Seattle several times in the past. Last time we played him, I think he had seven strikeouts. Didn't end up going great because I walked a decent amount. But, like, I really, really like Heaney in this matchup. I think he's just far too cheap. He's my favorite pitcher on the slate.
1: Fair enough. This is like one of those classic morning grind head spots, though. This is a spot, like, if you're loading up on Heaney, you can definitely throw a manner stack out there because – You know, you have Lewis, you have Nola, you have some guys that have shown some upside against left-handed pitching. So, like, if you are loading up on Heaney, get you that classic morning grind, $3 uh, large field tournament, Seattle head stack out there.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, Seattle's just a team that stack every single day now. They are a bunch of young bats that occasionally can pull things together and put up massive outings. I think they had, what, seven and eight runs yesterday in the games. Um so I, I'm, I'm fully on board with a hedge Seattle stack. Like, you look at their price tags, and a lot of them are a bit too cheap. If Lopes is in the lineup or um, Jose is in the lineup, then they're minimum priced. So I will have a decent amount of Mariner stacks, but I'm losing a lot of Heaney. He's just one of those spots where he gives up a ton of hard contact, but he can absolutely, if his curve is on, strike out a ton of guys. Like, it's just an interesting spot that – you can see big games on either side. So it's just what I'm going to end up doing. Um, any number of things can happen. It's all across the board. It's a volatile position, but Heaney definitely has upside. and So the Mariners, just because of the huge amount of fly balls and hard contact, that Heaney gives up.
1: Um, on the Angel side, obviously Trout against Lefty, always a top-end option. This guy gives up a ton of hard contact, doesn't generate hardly any soft contact against Righty. So Trout, Rendon, host, um little three-man stack. I don't hate that idea here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, not a bad idea at all. I mean, if you want to throw other guys in there, like Marjovicius is not a very good pitcher. He's not terrible. But he's not a very good pitcher versus either side of the plate. He's a little bit reverse splitsy judging from his numbers from the beginning of last year and looking at his kind of pitch mix. It doesn't fully make sense. His change out would make him a little bit more reverse splitsy, but realistically he's probably splits neutral. So I don't mind using Otani in there too, if you want to at 4.7 K. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, a good spot. The weather's decent out there, and there's a lot of good bats in this lineup here. So I, I'm fully on board for an Angel stack, and this Mariners bullpen is just one of the worst I've ever seen.
1: All right, let's play the uh, morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. We flew through these 12 games. Like, we kind of knew what we wanted to do with a lot of these guys, though. This is research we've been looking at for a couple days now. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with Heaney. I'm gonna go Yarbrough. I think like his matchup definitely increased um, in this one. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who do you got?
2: Wheeler. Max Oli wheel for you. I'll go May.
1: All right. Sure. Why not? Because I know you uh, like May. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Not in course. Um, it's,
2: normally I have this locked and loaded, but yeah, we forgot about it, not chorus Um, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Hoskins.
1: I'm gonna go with uh, Corey Seager. Shocked that I took a Dodger. Nope. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got?
2: Uh, Christian Walker.
1: All right, I'm gonna go Ryan O'Hearn. Ooh, real cheap. I like it. Uh, Stack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go with the
2: Dodgers. Surprise.
1: Um, give me the Kansas City Royals. That's going to be my stack today. That's going to be the, the vomit stack of the day. Well, Grant, you got to get out of here. You're going over to underdog fantasy, and you got Grinders live later, so you guys can hear um, Grant talk some more baseball later today. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I
2: got a busy, busy day. I need more coffee.
1: Go to Twitter, um, retweet the tweet for giveaway Friday. I'm giving away five NASCAR packages for this weekend's race at Daytona. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, big weekend in NASCAR world at Daytona. Last race before the playoffs for the NASCAR cup series. So it's going to be crazy and I'm super excited. So make sure you guys are checking that out. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contests and we'll see you then. See kids.